0: Welcome to another QU Athletics podcast. Josiah Pringer, Athena Lesiotis, and Randy Overby. A couple of his senior athletes were highlighting cross-country today on the podcast. Uh, Welcome to the show. Uh, First, Randy, I just wanted you to give a brief introduction of yourself, then we'll go to the next two athletes Um, on this show. Today we're going to be talking about cross-country and what's going on this fall um, in the GLVC.
1: Hey, hey, great to have you. Great to have you two here. I'm happy to be here as well. Um... Second year at it, you know, trying to bring some life to the program a little bit more and uh, have some fun, be excited about, you know, potentials that are potentially going on this year. So super excited.
0: Uh, no, definitely. I mean, looking forward to the year. And it's it's a unique situation um, that we have ourselves in. I've got a couple of seniors. And uh, I'm sure both of you, this isn't how you planned or expected your senior year to go. But what are you guys doing to make the most of uh, this situation?
2: Uh, well, we really are, like, putting in a lot of effort and a lot of time into trying to improve, uh, especially for, like, Uh, Going in and as a team, we're trying to improve our times. We're trying to make ourselves uh, known as Quincy University on the uh, course. So we have been putting a lot of time, a lot of effort in.
0: Definitely. And Athena, I know that... Both of you coming into your final campaign, um, and, and you, you typically you'll get six meets in a year. This this year, the GLVC still got to salvage three meets for you guys, and you still get to compete uh, for that title. So, what's the mindset going into a unique campaign here in 2020?
3: Um, my mindset, I would say, is just to use the three meets that we have as just a way to really go out there try my best, push really hard. It's only three meets, so you kind of should like be able to just give it your all. And I don't know. We'll see what happens with those three meets, but I'm pretty excited for it.
0: Definitely. And I know, Randy, in your second season, as the coach for cross-country and track and field. Last year, track and field, get the season getting cut uh, t- toward the end, correct? And you, you, you come in, you have a long layoff, and now you get prepared for a season. Both of these athletes also compete in both, and I know a lot of uh, athletes do that what has been some of the toughest part of actually having that layoff and having seeing seniors get the season take away from them and then trying to move forward and then compete for a brand new year but still trying to deal with a lot of the woes and the struggles and it's basically like a season ending injury got suffered right in the middle of a campaign where you're trying to compete for titles there so what what's been the biggest struggle during during this layoff of time but now actually getting the opportunity to compete
1: um well, I think in you know all all real is, realism is uh it's just the the absence of being around the students you know absent around being around the team you know they they bring excitement to me they bring excitement to the campus they bring excitement to the sports, so it makes it a little bit uh um makes it fun you know i think that's the biggest struggle that's the biggest challenge that has happened is that they were and we have not been together and had the ability to continue what we started last last year um but you know got to look at it as a whole and say, you know what, there's just positives and positives that we can take from it. Um, we got some time to rest. You know, we got some, uh, some, some time to kind of think get mentally strong, you know, got better in the, in the classroom, you know, that pushed us together. We got a little, you know, a little more opportunity to kind of get face to face on the, you know, virtual calls and things of that nature. So I think it brought us together and made us a little more tighter in that aspect. Um, and I think it's, 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 it's helped us, kind of grow as a group. Um, I think we're a lot stronger this year. I think we're a lot uh, mentally motivated because, you know, they got a chance to see what we were starting and where we were at last year on the track. I mean, I think it's, you know, basically moving, you know, moving across boards where we're going, you know, coming from a season where it was, like you said, taken from us in a sense. um, But we're now, we have a unique opportunity to kind of continue the growth that we did last year. So, I mean, for me, I I don't really look at it as – a struggle, in a sense, it's it's a revamping, it's a it's a redirection, and uh, uh, getting to a place where we're we're more focused and driven in regards to what we're trying to do as a as a unit. Um, you know, Quincy track and field, cross country as a whole. You know, we're we're moving in a, a fantastic direction, and uh, so I don't really take it as a struggle or you know something that was you know, put us in a bad spot. I think it it put us in a good spot. You know, we gotta go with what we have and, you know, we're gonna make the best of it and continue to keep moving.
0: Definitely. And I know that being in your second season, these athletes have gone through a transition. Their first two years of college had a different coach went through a transition. And do you guys feel like despite a lot of the negatives you can take away from it, Randy, being very positive about this situation, you guys have a much better atmosphere. You're more focused, you're more driven together. Do you guys feel that this was an opportunity to get closer with your coach and see the direction that he's trying to take this program? Yes. Uh,
2: Our team atmosphere almost completely flipped when we got new coaching staff. They put more time in. They told us what our goals were, what we were trying to strive for. We made our own goals this uh, semester, and we're trying to reach those goals. And that's why I think we're putting so much time and effort in, and we're going to make the, uh, the most of it.
0: For sure, and I, I love that positivity that you talk about—that the team coming together and and moving forward for a goal. And I know that in times of adversity, um, you know, you you have an opportunity, you have a decision to make. You know, you can let it crush you, or you can use it as something to build you and make you stronger and more resilient. And it seems like with great leadership, that's what you guys have been able to do. I wanted to dovetail into a new topic because we are focused kind of on cross country and and the meets that are going to be happening—the three meets—and I want you to to kind of describe about how with the three meet situation and, and the opportunity to still compete, what what you as a coach have to try to do with your team, like how can you prepare them? How is this season preparing for cross-country different than other seasons? Because of course, is there a lot of unique restrictions that you have in terms of practicing because of the
1: COVID-19? Well, I mean the good thing about it is is that we do have the capabilities of actually doing a full blown, you know, full-blown uh training session. I mean the the I guess the the drawback is the fact that we don't have as much time. Um, We don't have as, we don't have as many races. We can't fine tune as best, you know, as much as we would like to, but you know, the good thing about it is, is that we can get it in, you know, get to it and, and, and move forward. But, uh, um, I think the biggest challenge is kind of getting them hundred percent prepared and ready to go to distances. Um, of course, you know, we've all been impacted in some form or fashion by COVID and, uh, training wise across the board, you know, some individuals were, you know, had to stay at home or weren't able to get out and run as much as we would like. So now, you know, we're kind of in a process of, of building, you know, building the distance, building the stamina, building those, those things that are going to help us, you know, compete, um, and stay with and play within the rules. Um, so it's not, I mean, for me, it's I, I want to take this season and, and kind of utilize it for what it is, and that's to kind of get them sharpened and, and get them prepared as best we can um, for the championship. I mean, it's just a shortened season, but we still have the, the direction and the goals that we have set forth, and, you know, I'm going to handle it accordingly. You know, the best thing for me is to make sure that they're healthy and, uh, and 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 doing the things that they need to do to stay in a healthy state uh, mentally and and physically. So, um you know we have to take it for what it is and and you know the goal is to make sure that we're in the right place and in the right times when we get to the championship on uh, the, the the last meet of the season um, GLVCs, and uh and just kind of you know hopefully uh the good things come out of it but you know the biggest thing is to make sure that everyone is healthy and, and ready to go at that time so
0: definitely and Athena when you were toward last spring and, and and things started to end and cancel and then you, you have all this long layoff and quarantine what was your reaction when the GLVC ultimately did make the decision that they would proceed to play were you expecting the GLVC to make this decision and then what did you think about it once they did decide that they're going to let athletes in the GLVC compete in cross country
3: um at first I was pretty bummed when like the season was canceled overall but I mean if the pandemic is something the whole world is going through, so you can't be too upset about that. And I looked at it as, like, extra time to train. But when I heard that we would still be doing cross-country, I was honestly surprised at first. I was like, I don't I don't know how you do a corona cross-country race in the sense of, like, social distancing and all that, but we'll see, like, how they handle that and how that goes. But um, I was excited to be able to get some sort of season and still be able to compete because you can train all you want but like competing is a really good part of training that comes along with it being able to go to the meets and run as fast as you can and push yourself and get your times down so I'm pretty happy that we still get to do a couple meets
0: definitely I like what you said about going as hard as you can and pushing yourself because that doesn't really change this I mean every time you guys compete you have that adrenaline you have that endurance and fans aren't allowed during these meets are they
1: um, right now, they they're, they haven't allowed them to come on or mm-hmm. be be on presence, but I mean, uh, they're going to be, be you know broadcasting it on the GOVC network. So I mean, it's going to be almost like they're there. Of course, it's there won't be anyone there besides us, but you know, um, we'll feel the the we'll feel the love in everyone else that that's not there sharing uh, us on. So I mean. Right now, no. Um, I don't foresee seeing that happen. Um, just, it's just too much of a liability at this point. And, again, the biggest thing is for us to make sure that they're healthy and, and safe. So, you know, we're going to try to put something on that's going to be, you know, motivation, uh, competitive as well as safe. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I was wondering if, if that played – an effect, um, but you know, kind of the adrenaline that yeah. you get from fans cheering you on. And, um, d- d- does that play an effect or are you still, are you still going to be just as pumped up, just as fired up? I know that it, and this is just some commentary. Maybe this sport might not be different from another sport in terms of cross country. It's not like you guys get the most fans, but still some of your loved ones, individuals coming to see you. D- does that play a part or, or how, how do you think you'll react to that change or will it, will it even be a factor?
2: Uh, I would say that it could be a slight factor because when I hear my name called out from someone that I know, it makes me realize that I need to run faster. I have someone watching me. I have someone who I care about, and I want to impress them. At the same time, uh, I know that I need to do that anyway. So I don't think that them being present there or them being present watching from afar is going to make that much of a difference. What do you think, Athena?
3: Um, I think kind of what the same thing Josiah said that either way we kind of have to deal with the circumstances. So, um, and I mean cross country typically doesn't have the most fans like as track does, but I think it does help especially in a race where it's longer and you're exhausted and you need that extra push, but that just comes down to like our mentality as athletes and being able to do that. Understanding that we have fans watching, they may not be there, but they're still in support. So we still have to push, and still have to try to make the best outcome out of the race we possibly can.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I was definitely curious about that. Just because when you're f- so fatigued, and somebody's pushing you to, you know, to let you know, you know, do, do they pump in? Do they pump in some crowd noise
1: for? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 it sounds like you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many people that are listening actually have been to a cross-country meet, but, um, you know, you still get your fire. You still get the fire. You have other individuals that from other teams are pumping up their, you know, their teammates, and you hear it from across the board, and, you know, it's just it's just the atmosphere is still electrifying, regardless of the fact. I mean, and, and I think the, the most of it is the adrenaline that you have because you want to, you know, be in the top 20, top 30 um, at the race, and it's it's just just self-motivation and a self-drive is what pushes you on. And of course, you know, hearing someone that, you know, or call your name out and I'm going to be there cheering and their teammates are going to be out there cheering. So, you know, I mean, at least each gender is going to be out there cheering for the other. Um, so I think that that's going to, you know, be, we are, we, we, are who we are. We, you know, we're a, a unique bunch that, uh, that pushes ourselves through pain that people don't really realize what's there, but you know, that inner drive is, is what pushes us. Or at least, you know, I, I feel for myself for being a former athlete is my, you know, as well is, I mean, I have the internal drive and they have it as well. And the motivation that they've set forth and said to me, Hey coach, this is what I'm looking to do. This is what I want to do. You know, how, where I want to place myself is, is, is the drive that they need and on really all in need, but, you know, we're going to be there to cheer them on across the board. I know that, like I said, our family out, you know, in the, in the masses are going to be, you know, watching and listening and, and, and cheering us on from afar. So, you know, we're going to do what we have to do and, and represent us in a, in a fantastic mode and in a manner. And we'll come back and, you know, see what happens at that point. So,
0: yeah, and I love how you talk about that drive cuz I mean, during uh, during the time during quarantine when when there was so much uncertainty, what kept both of you guys so driven and so focused to be able to come here and say I want to put my best foot forward no matter what? And especially Well, first, I just want to ask that question is what kept you guys so driven during this time? What kept you going every single day? Because it's easy. A lot of people probably had anxiety, depression, and uh, across the country, people have just been so negatively affected. What kept you going during this time? Uh,
2: Isolation has really caused me to want to run outside. Uh, Being cooped up in my house really was not my thing, and so... uh, as I was stuck in my house, I decided, you know what? I really need to just go on a run. So I go on a run and doing so I do it the next day and the next day and eventually I'm just energized to run. And that's how I kept myself going whenever I knew that I was gonna be in isolation, just stuck in
0: my house. And Athena, how did you approach your training uh, dur- during the layoff and the quarantine?
3: Um, I just try to be as positive as possible about it because running is like therapeutic in itself. Like I've always felt that way about it. So I think I'm lucky to be a runner because um, some people don't have that outlet. So I'm able to go outside and run and get in a workout and sweat and just push myself and like feel almost relieved in a sense. And I just know that even though there's so much uncertainty that eventually something will happen over time. It might take a really long time, but I had no clue we would be having a season. So I'm glad that I did push myself and work over the summer because it's important to like, stay moving. Like you can't stay in one place. You have to keep moving forward. So no matter what you do, it's important to try to make as much progress as you can, no matter what the circumstances are.
0: Yeah. I love that. And and, and a lot of times uh, when, You talk about that progress and you're so fatigued at the end of a race and you have that competition and that everybody's pushing forward and you have all that. How important is the mental game in running in terms of just keeping your mind right in terms of knowing I want this so bad? Do you do a lot of coaching to – do things as during this time, getting ready for a season, to get everybody to want it more, to to push through hard times more because adversity, like we said in general about this time, can make people stronger and more resilient. But at the ends of races and when your athletes just want to finish and, and put forward their best effort, even when it hurts, even when they're so fatigued, how important is the mental game? Is that a big factor um, in cross country?
1: It's a huge factor. I mean, you know, I tell the athletes all the time, you know, it's, you know, track and field or cross country itself running in an aspect of its own is a is a is a mental it's a mental game. You know, in regards to getting out there, it's, you know, it's great you're able to get out. It's great that you're able to start. You know, it's fantastic. We can get, everyone can get out there and start at hundred percent, but it's what, what do you do when it starts to, when the race starts to come to the close and, you know, we've run two and a half miles or what have you. And you're, you know, you're feeling fatigued and your legs are starting to give out, you know, it's going to the mind and, and making sure that you're strong. We do, we do mental preparation and things like that in practice. I yell a lot. I, you know, I kind of push that a lot on them. Like, Hey, you know, this it's about the finish. You know, we can start, but you know, it's about the finish It's all about the progression of the race. And how you build throughout that 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 period and throughout your throughout your race. Um, so we do a lot of things in regards to you know, you know, cross country, track and field is is ninety five percent mental and five percent physical. So once you get through the mental barrier and you're strong enough to kind of push yourselves through it, and they've already have that because they're out there doing the things that they are needing to do to get better, to get you know, get prepared to compete. Um, and that's the biggest thing you know that I ask them to do. For myself, I'm just there to, to guide the direction in regards to what they should be doing and how they potentially should be finished or feeling or, or kind of coming along and, and kind of um, processing the race as it goes by. But I mean, you know, the mental aspect is super strong and, you know, for, for what we've gone through as a group, what we've gone through as a team, Um and as an institution, I think we're in a good place and we're starting to build that mental toughness across the board and being, being in confinement and not being able to do a lot of the things that we would like to do and, and asking them to, to come back and be in quarantine and, you know, stay on campus and things like that to kind of focus on the things that we have. They've already put what they would like to do. Into hand and say, you know, we're here for a reason, and the reason is for them to potentially come out here and win a championship in some form or fashion. And I'm, you know, that again, like that's one of the things that's super exciting about the group is because they've put themselves in this situation to be successful, and I'm happy about being a coach to, to help them get to that point. So, mental, prep- uh, mental preparation is, is fantastic, and they've started to do that, and they've continued to do that throughout this entire time. So.
0: Amen. I love that. And um, when you talk about the squad, you've talked about the group a little bit. What other members of the group um, are, are on the squad? And for, for the men's and the women's side, what's what's the makeup of the team look like uh, on both sides uh, for cross country?
1: We have some strong. Uh, we have some strong individuals that have not necessarily run cross country as as frequently as these individuals have. Um, they're new additions to the squad. We have a couple of uh, new new additions, a couple of freshmen that are coming in that are pretty strong or, or building their feet, learning uh, learning the. Uh, Uh, how to train and learning how to go through the process of being a collegiate athlete. So we have a relatively young group um, of student athletes. I mean, these guys are anchoring it across, uh, across the board, but you know, in regards to what we have, we have some really, really stellar athletes. I mean, uh, I don't necessarily want to name names. We'll be here all day. Um, But we have a few that are, that are, you know, on the bubble of doing some really, really big things. And I'm happy about their 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 progression throughout the year. And I don't think they would want me to put their names out here at the moment. But um, they're excited about being a part of the team. They're excited about, you know, helping these individuals, you know, get to a goal that they've been uh, working towards. And um, I think that's the biggest aspect It's a team thing. It's not an individual thing. So I kind of try not to just point individuals' names out there and just drop name, you know, name drop and stuff like that just because they, you know, they're co- a team, they're collective, and they, they want to kind of be named as such.
0: Definitely. And in a couple of weeks, Hawks fans, um, you know, we're here with Hawk uh, cross country coach and a couple of his senior athletes. You guys can go try to find out those names, the GLVC sports network. They're going to be broadcasting uh, the meets in a couple of weeks, you know, three meets uh, coming up here this season. It's going to be fun. And I I appreciate you guys joining us on the podcast to kind of talk about uh, what's coming up for the season, because it definitely is a unique time, you know, that we find ourselves in. And we're trying to do our best to, you know, highlight the success of in the dedication of Four years of hard work that you guys have put in at this institution and also the direction that Randy is taking this program. So I really do appreciate it, um, all three of you, for coming on and making this happen. Appreciate having me.
3: Thank you.